Welcome to another episode of Islamerican Views. Assalamu alaikum and my name is Faraz and with me I have Badawi and Abdul Shaheed. So my question that I'm going to pose to you guys is what should what should our stance be when we're faced with Islamophobic attacks? What should it be? Because I have my own opinion, but I'm going to hold that until I hear from you guys. But yeah, I mean, the idea is just that I think ultimately it comes from a state of just not not being well informed, you know, and uh, this thing kind of manifests either through hatred or just through uncertain ignorance or probably many different ways. But, you know, unfortunately, it is a narrative. Unfortunately, it is still floating around out there. So what I think is, uh, first of all, we should look at where, who who is making these attacks, first of all, and what do these people represent? So in another, uh, as, as an example, to make it a little bit clear, if, if an Islamophobic comment was coming from an elected official, say a mayor, councilman, all the way up to a senator or a um, congressman or a woman, then there, there's, no, um, there's no room for uh, sugarcoating that, that attack that they made. There's no room for us to say, oh, well, you know what, let's educate them. Yeah, of course, we can educate them, but there has to be a very direct defense and and us to to launch um, a, a defensive campaign against the comments that they made, whether we ask uh, different organizations to boycott the individuals or or the, that organization that made the comments, uh, or for them to step down. That's one. That's one category. The other category is if we're sitting around, and if it would you know one of our friends made a comment and that friend has a history of not being a bigot, not being racist, and maybe he slipped, slipped up, then yeah, I, I totally uh, agree that we should sit with that individual and make him aware and educate him of how hurtful those comments were. But also, but also on a very macro level, no matter what attack or what form of attack or who it's by, there should never there should be zero tolerance of these attacks. Mm-hmm. There should be no tolerance whatsoever for anyone to say any Islamophobic uh, comments or uh, gestures or whatever it is that they may be doing. Yeah, when we look. At the word, just take out Islam and just look at the word phobia. It's, it's a disorder. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a mental disorder. It's a condition. It's a it's not a positive thing to have. Like it's like an irrational it's fear. It's an of irrational fear of X Y Z, whatever it is. So throwing Islam in front of Islamophobia or any phobia, uh, rather, it, it becomes a very toxic condition for an individual to be suffering from. Because that makes them to be very irrational, uh, very kind of manic in their decision making regarding a, a group of people or a religion. Um, it's not something that can be, you know, t- 
taken in the sense that, oh, maybe it will pass. It, it's got to be, like, addressed. It should be addressed in the sense that the person has to at least realize that the condition that they're suffering from is, is in itself a created narrative. It's, it's not a logical or rational thing. And they focus on such factions and such very, very small aspects to such a large belief system, a large theology, a large science of religion, manner of, of conduct, of pretty much every walk of life Islam has explained about in great detail. Uh, and, and these people, for some reason, uh, can't seem to find a way to open their mind and to uh, see things rationally, and they just end up succumbing to that kind of phobia. It's just unfortunate. I, and I think, um, so now that you guys gave me your point of view, mine is, I guess I would say, in a way similar but different. So I feel that we're too reactionary. And this is not just Muslims, but just people in general now in this society, we're all reactionary. Something happens, we immediately want to tweet about it. We immediately want to post about it. We immediately want to go and protest about it without even knowing the full facts, right? So a lot of us, we don't take time to sit and just think and research and reflect on what just occurred. Sometimes I see people protest things that they have no clue. They don't even know why they're protesting. They're just doing it because because their friends are there, because, because, because. Because they just have a reason to protest. Yeah. <laughs> but there are definitely legitimate things out there that people are protesting, and, and it's great. Yeah. But I think we need to stop being so reactionary. Somebody says something stupid. We don't have to always react to it that's that's my thing i think we have to start digging a little deeper and saying why what's the cause you know obviously we know 9-11 happened so a lot of people have that whole image in their head constantly and then through generations just perpetuating the news and everything yeah. but you know we were talking about this before what's hate what's fear does do they, do they hate because they fear or do they feel, you know, what do they fear it's, because they're not, yeah, it's, it's a syndrome. I mean, it, it's, it's a spider web of just this uncertainty, this continuum of, of, of doubt. Or do you think, and we see stories like this, I don't know if it's the norm or it's just like those random stories that happen when people just start learning more about Islam and then they convert, although they were like part of like hate groups and things like that. Like you've yeah. seen those stories on oh, Facebook yeah. and this and that. So... When you, Abdushayid, you were talking earlier, you said sometimes it's hard for these people to kind of get out of that Islamophobic mindset. But do you think they're completely gone? Like they're just Islamophobic? They can't be taught or educated no, at all? No, because I, I don't think that anything is uncurable in the sense that like if it has something to do with like, especially a phobia. It's just it, a phobia, you know, ultimately... You're feeding it. It's 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 a it's a virus, and you're just feeding it through, just through a mental, um, like a manifestation, yeah, like a mental yeah, manifestation. Like, it's what it is. It's a continuum. It's a, it, that's exactly what a phobia is. It's when somebody gets stuck into a certain train of thought, and it feeds itself. It's it's like this perpetual motion, that, and it's it just continuously feeds upon the negativity. 
irrationality. And the more that that throws them, the more that they get pitched into the dark. But darkness is darkness. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't, once you hit darkness, you can't, like, what I'm saying is like, at some, it, it can't, it can't be any worse at yeah. some point. And there's only, there's like, I am actually, I have a few individuals in my, in my mind right now that I'm thinking about that were like soldiers in Iraq. They went on like six or seven tours of duty and, and they had such hatred, but they ended up, you know, reverting to Islam. Mm -hmm. um, that's one case. And even then there are many others, some people that go on the street and preach like uh, xenophobia, Islamophobia, mm -hmm. all of these things, and they become so in enveloped in this hatred that the hatred just shuts down eventually. And all of that work that they went to prove something, they've actually convinced themselves of the opposite. And even the guy that's happened in Connecticut to a masjid in Meriden, when a guy shot at the masjid in Meriden, you, you guys heard of that, about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He, he was like a neighbor or something, and he actually shot at the masjid in Meriden mm. a few years back. And, and they actually, like the Muslim community there, they actually, uh, what, did they bring him in or what did yeah, they educated do? educated him. Educated him. As part of the, like, sentences. Yeah. He, Sentence. he ended up going to jail, right? Yeah, for some time, but... Part of the sentence is that he gets educated, and he actually became an advocate for the Muslim community after that. So like he, he was, you know, yeah. completely like he he had that irrational fear, he had that irrational hate, but after such a such a situation, he saw that the Muslims, the way they treated him, you know, diminished his hatred. It, it was it showed that they have real humanity. So then. He started seeing them as humans rather than just people that I politicians tell me to hate. Exactly. You know? And I think most of the people that do suffer from this kind of phobia are, I, you know, I don't like to generalize, but they're weak-minded people when it comes to it because they can't, they can't make the rational decision for themselves to say, well, what is it about these billions of people that are terrifying me? <laughs> what is it? You know, like. Come on, man, pick up a book, you know, like, educate yourself. <laughs> the, yeah, beer, the beer, the beer, beer And, you know, that also got me to thinking of a situation that happened in uh, my time as a teacher. And there was a kid that tried to pull uh, another student's hijab off. Now, another teacher saw it and immediately told me about it. And I, I encouraged her to report it to administration and stuff. So she did, and I made it clear that I didn't want this kid suspended. I don't want this kid expelled. I don't want this kid even in detention for it. I want to sit down with the kid and have a meeting and a conversation and really help him process what just happened, what he did. So what ended up happening, we had a meeting with him. Uh, it was me one of the security guards, assistant principal, uh, and we sat and immediately what I told him is, I know you didn't do this because you hate that person or you hate who she is or the religion she's a part of. I know you did it because you thought it was a funny joke. You thought it was something silly, but what I tried to come across and I hope I did this is that your actions were very hurtful to the girl because she loved being at the school. So your actions were hurtful. 
but also what you're doing is uh, what people have been doing in minority groups in general, you know, teasing minority groups, making them feel like the other, making them feel unwelcome. So what you did was actually the same thing that happens to you, happens to all other minorities. So, I, you know, after a nice long conversation, I could tell he kind of got it. And, you know, we haven't had any issues with that kid after that moment. So let's 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 go through really quickly. What are some things that we can do? Well, I, I'll give you one and then you guys can go off from there. One thing I think is ask yourself a couple questions. Why do you think this person is doing this? First, don't get rattled by Islamophobic attacks and things like obviously if someone's attacking you physically, you need to uh, try to get away. Uh, defend yourself or call authorities or something. But I'm talking about just slurs, being bullied, things like that. Um, we need to stop trying to react so quickly and think about what is it that this person, what's the root cause for this person and kind of live through action. You know, be a good person, be a good Muslim, do things for that person. Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had countless times where he was faced with death, faced with, was being threatened, was being cursed at, was being attacked. And he still faced those people with love, with humanity, with mercy, and completely changed people's mindsets just through his his actions. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I you gave us already a few. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but like, like you said earlier, if something is happening and you're in trouble, quote unquote, whatever it is, if you feel threatened, you need to do something about it right there and then. You can't wait and say, oh, let me assess the situation. Yeah. Let me see what's going on. But also with that, um, we need to look at uh, things from a greater responsibility, meaning that if if the person has a bigger scope, if the person has a bigger effect and he is making those comments, then we, on a public forum, then we should defend ourselves on a public forum. And then maybe privately we can preach to this person or educate him. Mm. We can't, we can't go right away and say, Oh, let me privately go. No, because you have all these followers. You have all these people who are, watching what's going to happen and some of them are islamophobes so when people see that oh such and such got away with comments i can do the same thing then you're, you're just spreading this disease so you know on a, on a public level things have to be done our defense has to be done also on a public level mm. i'm just saying yeah no, i i, I... I fully agree with pretty much everything. Um, you know, I, I think the best way, I mean, that for sure on a macro level is the most important um, to have representatives, to have good speakers, to really uh, push forth a message. I think on an individual level, uh, for sure, I mean, our actions, you know, our actions, everybody, everybody watches that first. The people barely even listen to what people say. Like, you can't talk to somebody anymore. It's just the words just go in one ear out the other. Um, 
I, I think the best way to do anything is just be that representation uh, of good Islam through action, word, and deed. You know, hmm. from the way that you treat yourself through thought to the way that you speak to others, and then to the way that you conduct your, you know, public and private life. Uh, these all have to be very carefully maintained and 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 done in a way that we're being watched and from many different angles and ultimately scrutinized by pretty much every hate monger out there mm -hmm. because this is what they do. They'll pick up a single word and throw it out of context or they'll see an action and then they'll say, you know, this group of people are bad because of this thing. I saw one person do that. It's it's the continuum. And it just it spirals, it's, yeah. it spirals, spirals, exactly. spirals and the original reason you hated someone is now somehow is, being is something, justified. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, ultimately, too. Also, like, it's it's such a great practice for for Muslims in itself because we are given a great opportunity, on you know very unfortunate circumstances, but nevertheless, a great opportunity because Islam is now pretty much on the mind of everybody. Everybody in the world is familiar with Islam. And, some way shape or form whether it's positive or negative but the thing is is that there's probably been millions of people that have come to accept islam because of the media and because they say oh this can't be right yeah right, look into it's it. like a, a, a another effect of, exactly. of islamophobia uh, a nice effect of islamophobia is a lot of people start researching the religion but we need more people to research we need more people to think for themselves yeah, and, and that, get, come to their own conclusions after that yeah i think that's the thing we shouldn't necessarily worry about the, the free thinkers the people that can fend for themselves they're strong-minded with strong hearts it's it's the other people that don't necessarily pay attention to the word and just look at the form you know these are the mm -hmm. people and ultimately these are the people with the same uh you know kind of Neuroses. It's the same person that, that will be puppeted by any puppeteer that says, oh, you know, hate this group of person, you know, this is good, this is bad. It's the same same group of people, man. So yeah. ultimately, if we are in contact with them, let us be the, the puppet master, in a sense. Let us let us show them, you know, what, what a good Muslim looks like, or let us show, show them what Islam is really about. Yeah, like basically let's control our own narrative. Exactly. And put the good out there and make sure that we're representing ourselves and our religion in the best best way inshallah um so yeah that was great very nice to the point short episode for you guys any final thoughts anything that we missed i'm sure we probably missed something but let us know in the comments if we missed anything tweet us at islam american pod message us islam american views on facebook Islam American Views on Instagram. Um, and thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. <music>